Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Music, Money, and Life podcast. A quick announcement before we get started today. The 180-day music licensing challenge is starting on Monday, June 12th. This is a six-month-long, 180-day program all about how to make money licensing music in TV shows, films, and ads. The program includes one-on-one coaching with me, also one-on-one coaching with my producer, Gary Gray, in-depth video training, 180 daily licensing leads, over 20 hours of content and training in all. And again, it starts on Monday, June 12th. I do this program twice a year. I do it in the summer, and I do it again around the first of the year each year. If you want to get in on this, uh, go to 180daymusiclicensingchallenge.com. That's 180, the numbers, and then the words daymusiclicensingchallenge.com, 180daymusiclicensingchallenge.com, or just go to my website, howtolicenseyourmusic.com, and there's information right on the homepage. Again, register between now and June 4th to save $100 off the full registration price of 297. Okay, with that out of the way, let's get into today's podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Music, Money, and Life podcast. Today, I'm speaking with Stephen Davis. Stephen is a musician and songwriter, and I believe you said you're you're based out of Nashville currently, right, Stephen? Well, yeah, I've been living in Nashville for uh, several years, and it looks like I'm ready to pick up stakes and move back to the West Coast. Yeah, you're moving back to uh, <laughs> to California. Yeah, yeah. Where 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 there's a little less humidity involved. Yeah. And and, and what has compe- yeah. compelled you? Are you moving back for business reasons for your career or are you just feeling a call back to the west? Well, coast? it's a it's kind of, Yeah, it's kind of a layered cake, you know. I uh, I I uh I lived in LA and by coastally New York City, LA for many, many years and and enjoyed, you know, the uh uh, the good aspects of 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 the change, but 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 of what L.A. at that time and and New York provides, and so uh, I came to Nashville to uh, to do a recording to finish up a recording, and I didn't have any in 2001. I had no intention of staying, but you know, man plans and God laughs. So yeah, <laughs> here right. I am, and well, 16 years later, it's kind of weird. But you know, Nashville's a great town. It's really changed a lot in the last you know 15, 16 years, and it's uh, it's wonderful. It's a beautiful town, and a lot of people are moving here. I mean, there's like a hundred people a day that are moving here. It's kind of crazy. But I I I want to. Uh, kind of make a change. I think it's time for a change. And yes, it is kind of business oriented also in that uh, my songwriting partner and producer and, and partner in musical crime is, is Josh Charles. 
uh, is out in the West Coast. Uh, he moved from Nashville a couple years back, and this is actually where we met. So my life kind of took a turn when when uh, we uh, intersected, and so it's it's going to be a little easier for me to be out west. And so yeah, I'm headed. I'm actually I'm selling my house, and here we go. We'll see what happens. All right, getting ready ready for the big move. So, Stephen, yeah. let's do this. I want to sort of give people listening to this a little bit of an idea about you and, and your background. I know you've uh, been in the music business for, for quite a while. You've performed with people like Tony Bennett, Diane, Diana Krall, Rosemary Clooney. You've had music on shows like Criminal Minds. It sounds like you've been doing a, a lot of things over the years. Can you kind of tell us in your, in your own words, like tell us a little bit about your background musically? You you bet. Well, first of all, there's a correction. I performed with Tony Bennett, but um, of course, I've I've met him on a number of occasions, and what a great and amazing man, and what an incredible musical icon, obviously. Yeah. But, uh, but uh, uh, yeah, um, I I was singing in front from the age of five, mm-hmm. and uh, and it was gospel music in church because I was raised in the Midwest, in Nebraska, and. Uh, so, you know, I and I also had a really kind of colorful um, home life, a lot of music in the house. My mom and dad loved music. There was a lot of music in church and it was kind of a church based kind of thing. I had a grandfather who was really quite a character. He um, uh, was a, a self-taught musician. He taught he taught himself how to play everything from the banjo to the accordion to to the piano. I mean, he was really quite amazing. But he was really a character in that he had no teeth and a wooden leg. And I know you can't write this stuff, but it's really I, God's honest truth. Yeah. And um, we would, we, you know, it was a simple life and, and a simple upbringing. So I, uh, with, with the rest of the family, would, would uh, find myself in their living room every Saturday night. And, um, and he would, uh, all the kids would gather around and we would sing together songs and we would do duets and solos and all of that. And, and that was kind of our entertainment. I know it sounds kind of incredibly simple, but that's kind of what it was. So I was really, uh, you know, kind of exposed to the love of music and, and the joy of, of making music. And, and of course I went on in, in, in school and did a lot of musical things and, toured around with choirs and that kind of a thing and made an album when I was very young, a gospel album that I hope nobody ever hears. And, <laughs> uh, yeah. And so as I got out to, as I got out uh, into the world, I, I started, started to, um, uh, discover more of the, what we w- would probably call the great American songbook with, with, uh, the fantastic, um, timeless music of the likes of Harold Arlen and, uh, you know, Johnny Mercer, Irving Berlin and Cole Porter and the like. So with uh, all of all of the great material to draw from, from that period of time, um, I went deeper and deeper into that zone and it seemed to kind of resonate with my chops and my sensibilities, you know. And and uh, so I found myself in New York um, uh, in the 80s and, and uh, uh, sometime later on in, in the 90s, uh, early 90s, I became the band leader and host of the uh, the Rainbow Room. Uh, prior to that, um, I did follow Tony Bennett um, uh, in, in, in a headlining uh, at the wonderful, oh, it was an amazing club. It was called the Rainbow and Stars, and it was on the 65th floor, the same floor of the Rainbow Room down the hall. 
at Rockefeller Center, 30 Rock. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was a couple of years of just kind of like going to work in, at a Buffy Berkeley set. It was extraordinary. And it was cool, you know. It was just a, it was a great job for a singer of my ilk at that point in time. It was like the best job you could hope for, you know. Yeah. So it was cool. And I did touring in Japan and in Atlantic City and just kicked around, did, did a cross-country tour. Um, uh, so, yeah, with big bands. And, and so I kind of stayed in that zone. For, for quite a long time. Excellent. And so where do you see, like, what is your focus these days? Are you focusing on performing, recording, a combination of both? Like, like how are you making a living with your music in 2017? Yeah. Uh, well, you know, I, uh, back to my, um, uh, crying, Josh Charles, the brilliant Josh Charles, my producer and co-writer, when we met in Nashville around a little over three years ago this summer, uh, uh, you know, I, I hadn't really sung for quite a while. I kind of took a long hiatus from the business. And um, uh, and he just kind of, he heard some of my music and, and he said, look, he says, I don't think you're done. I, I, think, that, uh, I think that there's a lot, you know, that, that you could still do. And I think you kind of want to. It's just... I, I kind of have a way for you to re-enter, you know, into the fray. And I said, okay, uh, let's do it. So we started writing uh, um, with a, with another uh, writer in town and some other writers along the way. And um, wow, like in uh, the last, uh, well, first, uh, I think it was like the first year and a half or so, we wrote close to 40 songs. It was mm-hmm. kind of crazy. And we started going into the studio and recording those songs and, and I was getting my chops back and getting my confidence back. And mm-hmm. and it was uh, an incredible way to kind of reignite everything. And so um, we've just, uh, it has developed to, to the point now where we've just, uh, I think we've finished our fifth album in, in this very short period of time. Oh, wow. And, uh, uh, and written a lot of songs and recorded a lot of those songs. So we continue to do that. And uh, and so there's been a little bit of a of a turn in the road musically, and an expo- exploration into music that's kind of a a, a, a departure from uh, the genre of the Great American Songbird book, and uh, and that is actually the name of the new recording, Departure. So we're involved in promoting that, and and uh, and we're writing more songs to follow up that recording um in in the coming year so we're just we stay busy we stay busy i think that they the 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 key in this business is to challenge yourself um um stay close to to the reason why in your in in your soul the reason why you're doing this and if you don't love it then there's a problem so yeah when i got back into the business you know i just thought you know that that everything that I do from now on, if it isn't fun, I'm not interested. I just want to have a good time. I want to have a great um, journey, you know, like a really a cool ride. And boy, it's been and continues to be. That. Yeah, it's really great to work with really smart and talented people. That's really cool. That's that's really inspiring to hear. Do you mind me asking how old you are, Stephen? Oh, I'm older than you would ever imagine. Oh, you <laughs> let's should... just let's just say that let's just say that I'm in the way one of the waves of the baby boomers. 
So I'm in that crowd, you see. So I kind of, I cut my teeth on um, um, a, a pretty broad spectrum of music that was that was very popular in the 60s and 70s and the 80s. Yeah. And I remember all those great bands that were on the radio, you know, and, and, and music, of course, has changed a lot, as we know, but... Um, I, it wasn't always, I mean, my, my focus in, in my career, uh, was, was, was with the American songbook, but it, 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 my, my appreciation and, um, fascination with music is a pretty broad palette. So that's why I've kind of returned, you know, at this point, I've kind of turned the corner just a little bit and I've gone back to, in this case, in, in the case of departure, uh, in the in the new recording that's uh, going to be released on the second of June coming up, uh, it's it's uh, it's like a exploration into a new way to look and a new take on on uh, some great iconic songs from the eighties. Yeah, yeah, no, that's really cool. I don't mean to put you on the spot in terms of asking you your age. The only reason I ask is I'm forty three. I just turned forty three about a week ago. And kind of you, happy birthday. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. But, you know, as someone who's been at this for not as long as you have, but I've been at this for like 20 plus years, I feel like sometimes as we get older and maybe we don't achieve the success that we're hoping for or aspiring for, it's easy to get discouraged and frustrated and, and depressed and bummed out. And so yeah. I, I think it's really yeah. in, inspiring to, to see people in their 50s and 60s. And, you know, I, I have a good friend, one of my clients at howtolicensedyourmusic.com, but he does really, really well in his music career. He's in his 60s. And so I just think it's it's kind of inspiring to see people still retaining their joy and passion for music. So that's the only uh, reason I asked yeah. you that. Yeah. Well, no, and I, and I think that that's really the key, Aaron. I think you're absolutely right. Um, you know, uh, every, everyone has to discover for themselves. I know this sounds, um, very arch and kind of, um, highly spiritual, but that's kind of what it is. The reason why you're here, you know, um, and you find your place in the sun, you yeah. know, let me put it that way. And so if it happens to be as an artist of which I was born an artist, I didn't ask for it. It just, it's who I am. It's, it's how I it's how I process information in life. It's how I view the world around me. It's, 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 uh, it's just a systemic part of who I am. And so I just, uh, I, I, I've lost my way along the way a few times and, yeah. and I've, and I've become disillusioned just as you've indicated that that can happen in this life and, right. and in particularly in this business. And, and so I guess there's the, the business part, which is, is hard. It's a hard business. It's, it's not always easy. And, and then there's the art artist who's trying to fit into the world of the business of, of making music and being in the music business. So it is show business. So it is a business, right? But how the balancing act is, how do you find um, that place in, in within yourself where you make peace with you know, perhaps that certain dreams and expectations and, and, and markers that you've set for yourself that if they haven't quite turned out the way that you intended or would have aspired to for them to be, then what, what's left? Well, what's left is 
you still go forward and you still go on and you still explore because that's what you do as an artist. Yeah. You can't be anything other than what you are. Yeah. You know? So I, I, I've fallen, I've fallen in love again with the process of, of recording the process of writing, um, the journey, the, the, the fantastic adventure. And I, I would say more than anything, the absolute privilege that it is to be an artist. It's a privilege. Yeah. And, and it's a mantle that sometimes has some weight to it. Yeah, I'll admit it. But, oh, my gosh, I, I can't even imagine it any other way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, it's, it's a real interesting dichotomy because I feel like for most musicians and most artists, we're drawn to music from this very pure place. You know, the act of writing a song mm -hmm. and, and performing and creating mu music, just the act of creation it, it is such a powerful thing. Yes. But then on the flip yes. side, it's this real interesting dichotomy because on the flip side, the music business is one of the most competitive, aggressive, cutthroat, difficult in industries to break into. So it, it's a real interesting like, how do you s sort of reconcile those two opposing forces? Um, how do you deal with that? I mean, was that one of the reasons that you took a break for such a long time and then c came back? It was, yeah. Yeah. It's one of them. It's yeah. one, one of the reasons. But, you know, a lot of life stuff in there that I wouldn't bore you with right now. But, you know, I, 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 guess, I guess it comes back to the core, the core issue here is, is um, being in touch and 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 choosing to stay um close to the reason that that you were attracted to being a, a creative artist in the first place um or, or wanting to aspire to be in that in you know in the in the business of doing that um i i, I and i think that you know uh i i i try not Listen, I mean, I'm very, I'm, I'm very serious about what I do, and and I, I want, I want to do good work, and obviously everybody does who, who, who is responsible toward their gifts. But, um, I, I guess the way not to get lost, we could put it that way, mm -hmm. is to, to, to just every day, wake up, and and stay connected to the joy, of 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 music. You know, it's like. It's it's like when, when you were first when you were a little kid and, and you got on that bicycle for the first time and the thrill of that. I mean, I can always remember that thrill. I, it, there, it was such an unbelievable experience. I don't know why this comes to mind, but I, I and, and maybe the analogy isn't as true. But it's like every day, I I not, now when I ride a bike, it's still fun. I mean, I like I like it. You know, it's great. But it's not like that thrill like that first time. Sure. So how do you get back there and how do you stay close to the raw, you know, real fundamental core thing that it is to, to, to create. Yeah. And, and, and I try then not to be too, uh, result oriented. Yeah. I, I try to just stay close to the work, you know, it's about the work and, 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 and continually falling in love over and over again with that process and and knowing that it's a privilege to 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 be able to do it 
And sometimes you win and sometimes you do not win. Um, you know, sometimes it, you, you hit the mark and you, you, you overshoot your mark and you go, wow, isn't that great? It turned out great. Or, you know, there's that ineffable moment, you know, when you're recording and, and it's timeless or you're in a performance and it's, and, and it's all coming together and everything is right. And it's, and it's a, it's just a spectacular space, you know, it's, yeah. it's an incredible space. Um, I, I, I just, I think it's just, again, it's just, it comes down to having a bit of a reverence for the privilege that it is to be an artist. And, and it's, a uh, you know, there are shackles involved with it. You know, I mean, I, that's the angsty part of what it is to be an artist. I don't think it, it goes with the territory, you know, getting back to Tony Bennett, um, you know, I mean, I think that he is the prime salient example of, uh, you know, he after all these years, uh, he he's he's had his periods. He he he's spoken of it, and he's talked about it at length about about losing his way mm-hmm. uh, for a variety of life reasons. Right. And as an artist, you know, and 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 losing confidence, and, and then the the changing musical terrain, and then how do you fit into that? And everything. He just stayed true to himself. And and now I, I, there was a wonderful. Um, and it's still, you can find it. Uh, I think it's on Netflix or something. Uh, it's, it's called the Zen of, of, of Tony Bennett. And mm-hmm. it was produced by his son, Danny. Um, and, and a wonderful, wonderful piece. And it brings you inside his head about the very things that you and I are, are talking about here. And, and he just, he said, he said something I'll, I'll, I'll always remember in, in this amazing documentary. He said, I guess I'm luckier than maybe a lot of other people and, and maybe a lot of other musicians is a paraphrase, but I, I just happen to really, really love what I do. And, 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 and he said, I just, I cannot imagine doing anything else. And so what do you do? You just do what you do. And so he's just kept on doing it over all of these years and he loves it as much today as he did when he was young. And I just find that incredibly inspiring. Yeah, no, that, that's, that's, uh, that's amazing. Yeah. I love Tony Bennett. I've talked about him before on this podcast and just what an inspiration he is to, to continue to have this amazing attitude and to still perform and to do everything he does at his age is pretty, pretty amazing. Um, yeah, yeah, but but what you're saying, like what I'm sort of thinking about yeah. as, as you're talking, Stephen, is it it's sort of an analogy that comes to mind is it's a bit like a relationship with people, like a romantic relationship. When you fall in love with someone, it's kind of easy in the beginning and it's you go through the honeymoon phase and, and everything is wonderful. Yes. And, and eventually for most yes. couples that fades to a certain yeah. extent and then the, the work comes in, the effort. And I feel like music is a lot like that. We all yes. have yes. this this thing that draws us to making music that's amazing, but along the way life happens. And so I feel like for for musicians that are doing this professionally it's sort of like that you have to stay in touch with why you fell in love with music in the first place but if you're going to make money from it there is the business side of things so speaking of the business side of things 
let's talk about that a little bit. I'm curious to know sort of what your your plan is. You have this new album. It's called Departure. It's coming out June June second, right? That's the hard release date. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And do you I'm very excited about it? Awesome. Awesome. You know, yeah. 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 Go ahead. Sorry. Well, you know, um, I, I I think that I think that your 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 point um, just 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 to 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 put a button on that your point about um, you know it's back to the bicycle analogy and and, and I think that that your your um, analogy is a little better actually than the bicycle analogy in that you know music is like a, a relationship you, you, there's a relationship to your dreams to your to your aspirations um and and um and it is like a marriage it's a relationship so yeah and and so i i i think that um every transitional period in a relationship has its um challenges and and but it but there's this really cool part to the adventure that it it doesn't stay static and and it and and it morphs and it changes and and life is changing we change we change one another and yeah. so the business changes in, in practical terms. So there's this practicality involved in the business. And then there's this altruism involved as an artist, you know, how do you mesh them together? And so in terms of departure um, and the new recording, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of going into the next phase of the relationship and my relationship with being an artist and my relationship of pushing the envelope and finding finding new ways to express myself musically. And so, um, you know, it was kind of born out of a, a thing that happened last summer. Um, uh, Josh and I um, uh, went down to, to uh, Palm Springs to the, uh, um, uh, it was a weekend of concerts uh, at Coachella, and it was called Desert Trip. And it was just one of those amazing experiences of, of you know, like 90,000 people outdoors. It was incredible. Yeah. You know, Neil Young, the Stones, Roger Walters, the Who, McCartney, Dylan. I mean, it was all in three nights. It was stunning. And we, when we had, we shared that experience and, and Josh realized that I was weaned on this music and that there, there was this whole other way to, to, to find a way to express ourselves musically that's when we kind of went to the drawing board and said, okay, so how do we do that honestly and authentically? Yeah. And, and all of a sudden the light bulb came on, you know? And so now I'm feeling like, all right, this is fun. Now, now I'm back in the running. Now I'm in the race mm -hmm. because this is, this is new and it's, it's, it's authentic and it's good. And we're really, really excited about it. And it was fun to do. I mean, it was an incredible experience to record this music. So it, it, that's what we do. You know, that's the, that keeps you from becoming disillusioned. Yeah. And I, you know, and I think that the other thing is, is you should make music, not it within mind, like, oh, will the public like it? Or, oh, what's going to be marketable? I mean, you got to be smart. You got, you know, you got to be, you know, but don't be over clever. Don't over clever it. You know what I mean? Don't. Yeah clever yourself right out of the stay close to what you do best and be authentic and just explore take chances and explore yeah so no, that's that, what we did and we're just really thrilled we did yeah that sounds like uh really good advice it, it it's sort of there's this weird thing where like i'll give you an example i interviewed a filmmaker this guy chip miller a few days ago and he's uh 
based mm-hmm. based out near the Coachella Music Festival, which is why I thought of him. But he has this album that he did ah. a couple of year, years ago. Well, I think he wrote the songs actually back in the 70s, and his career never took off. And he got into filmmaking, and he became this uh, filmmaker. He's done like 190 music videos. But he collaborated on this album with like Brian Wilson, wow. Paul Simon, um Oh, a couple of, a couple of other big name artists Wonderful. that I'm drawing a Blake on, but he put this album out. Didn't really think, you know, didn't do much to promote it. And um, MCA picked it up recently, and uh, they've got this massive distribution deal. And I think they've sold like eighty thousand copies or something like that. But one of the things he was saying, like the point I'm trying to make, is he was saying sometimes. You, like you said, you can't try too hard. You just have to do what you do, and sometimes it works, and and sometimes it doesn't. Like there's only yeah. only so yeah. much forcing you you can do. You can't force your music on the public. Either they sort of resonate with it, or or they don't. Yeah, I think people are are drawn to authenticity for for the most part. You know, people like things. They're drawn to that too. But I mean, you know, when it really comes down to it. Um, it's like, you know, it's the difference between good acting and bad acting. Yeah. You know, you can smell it a mile away. <laughs> yeah. So what we want, we, we want, we want good music, good acting. That's kind of what we're after. Absolutely. And, and, and it cannot come out of a field of inauthenticity, you know? Yeah. Cool. Well, um, why don't we do this, Stephen? It, it was really good to, uh, speak with you today. I'm glad we had a chance to, to connect, um, Thank you, Aaron. It's great for me. I just really enjoyed talking with you. Yeah, I really enjoyed the conversation. To be honest, I was a little reluctant to have you on, not because I didn't want to have you on. I just wasn't sure exactly what we would talk about, but I've really enjoyed this uh, particular conversation. I I, th- I think people listening to this are really going to relate to this. I think as artists, we all sort of deal with this struggle of we love music we love yes. make, making music on one hand but then there's this business side and, yes. it, and, and it can really kind of uh sour people to the to the it, industry if they're not careful it can wear you down don't uh, let it absolutely we are, val- we are valiant soldiers 